0: There we go, we're back again for another episode of Friday Night Counter Attack. And as Arif described, this is an emergency yes! podcast. Come an emergency on! podcast. We're actually back. We're actually back for this episode because look what, what's happened in the day. world of
1: football. God is great. There's just too much there's just too much, too much to get through, my Hamza. To be honest with you, I don't know where you're gonna start, but that's why you're the host.
0: That's <laughs> why I'm the host. But I want to start with something very special from the world of football. The fact that as Manchester United fans, Ed Woodward has resigned as the
1: executive. big news.
0: Good news. I'm really happy to see that. And I'm really happy that Harry Maguire and Luke Shaw were the two to stand up to him from the team. Bruno Fernandes and Marcus Rashford playing their part on social media. But um, that was from the Manchester United point of view. The fact that we've seen leaders stand up from every single club left, right and centre. And um, Safa, I just need to shout out the Chelsea fans as well outside of the ground, actually giving it to Petr Cech, a club legend, and saying, we don't care about your words. We want it to be done over and done with. And We actually do this podcast during the Chelsea game where it's 0-0. And we've just found out as well that Chelsea are one of the first teams to actually withdraw from the inauguration of the European Super League. So, Saf, let's hear your first thoughts on that. How are you feeling
2: about that? Uh, I'm feeling over the moon, to be honest. Um, and like you mentioned, the, the fans coming out in front of the club, and literally terrorising the club legend, pay check, and saying, you know, we don't want to listen to anything from you. We want from higher up. Because at the end of the day, it's... Um, it's always the higher up people that are making these decisions it's not the players it's you know it's not like the middlemen it's always the higher up tier and um, obviously now they, they've, they've come out in numbers as well it's not just like you know a couple of hundred people it's like I think it was like two three thousand people that come out yeah um, it definitely was and um, they've blocked the entrance of the gate saying we're not letting the coach through. Um, Petr Cech was like, "You need to move out of the way to let the coach through," and they were delaying it. And then somehow they got in. Uh, they let the coach through. But I, I, I didn't catch it Was this the? Was this the fans? This was the <laughs> yeah,
1: fans. Yeah, fans,
0: all the fans were like taking on the police. They're taking mm-hmm. on the Chelsea bus, and they were making sure they couldn't get into the ground until they actually did something about the European Super League. And massive respect to all the Chelsea fans. You love to see.
1: You love to see. I just, I, sorry to interrupt you, sir. I just want to say. Just want to say one thing. I just love this tribalism. I love the. I fam- love this football family. I f- love this yeah, football I, family I so
0: it. damn much, man. I love every 100%. single person from like, this family. Everyone.
1: This is this is such a bad thing that's happening. But the the good that is coming from it, I've you, I've not seen anything like that in, in my lifetime. Maybe you know past things that have happened in football, but this is just so incredible to see as a football fan. Honestly, it's. Something else, man. I can get emotional over this, man. I've seen it all over social media, seeing what happened at the Chelsea ground today. Not living, they've lived in damn cults through...
2: when have <laughs> you seen that happen, do you know what I mean? So,
1: it's, there it's was, incredible, there was,
2: man. they carried out a couple of interviews before and um, one of the guys said that I've been coming here from the age of three. My parents have been bringing me here since the age of three. I've been a season ticket holder for 17 years. I've never missed a home game for 10 years straight. He goes... I don't care whatever happens. I don't care if it's Chelsea Club. It's the it's the people, it's the it's the higher up people that have made this decision and they need to overturn it. And we are not gonna stop until when he was saying these words, it was like goosebumps, man, it was goosebumps and it, it, was, it was it was
0: literally like some Optimus Prime speech from Transformers. You just getting in <laughs> your gas no matter who you are. And I'm not a Chelsea fan. Arif and I know we we hate Chelsea, like we we hate Chelsea forever, but we love this from Chelsea fans. We love this from the passion of uh, the bread and butter football fans that we've seen over the years go to games, have it through their generations of fans and it's amazing to see. But um, this is what I want to shout out now about the Liverpool fans as well. Starting it all off yesterday at at Ellen Road as well. Not just Liverpool fans, Leeds
1: lead. Everyone was a Leeds fan last night. I mean, uh, as bad as it is to say, even, man, United fans were a Leeds fan yesterday. Um, and, you know, I mean, they got a draw. Um, it just, again, it was that tribalism, everyone coming together. It's special to see, man. It's honestly, I've, I've actually really enjoyed, as opposed to being full, absolutely depressed about things that are going on, I've really enjoyed the, the part of everyone coming together.
0: And it's one of those things that I just wish we could actually appreciate this moment for us, and I want to see a lot more going forward. I told staff just before recording the next two people I want to see speak out is Cristiano Ronaldo and Lionel Messi. I've been discussing it with one of my friends. Get the two big guns of world football to talk about it. They were in the European Super League pinnacle, the top. And we've seen, like for me, I've got shout out Jordan Henderson as well, man. Uh, I love the guy. He's got a meeting tomorrow, uh, as as the day of speaking is Tuesday, but Wednesday is the meeting with. Um, all the captains for the Premier League as well to, also, to make sure that he's got them all on board. And it's just something that you want to see in a leader and it's just something that I'm really passionate about to see how we can get this, just get get it out of our picture, get it out of our... our
2: massive, massive respect to him anyway, massive respect to him because like, I mean, he's he's the first captain to come out and say, you know what, I need to call this meeting in and he's called everyone. So, yeah, I think,
1: I think I think a lot of it has been happening behind closed doors. Um, especially, I think there's been reports uh, where Manchester United, Luke Shaw, and including Harry Maguire, the captain of Manchester United, um, apparently they confronted Edwards straight away. Um, so I think a lot of it has been happening closed doors, but it's just starting to come out now. We're seeing some of these players like Jordan Henderson um, coming out and saying, "Look, we need we need to we need to stop this."
0: Yeah, just to quote Jordan Henderson, what he said on his social media. He said, we don't like it and we don't want it to happen. This is our collective position. Our commitment to this football club and its supporters is absolute and unconditional. You'll never walk alone. The fact that we've had football people around the world um, looking at this, you've had people like Bastian Schweinsteiger, Meza Ozil, uh, other legends like Luis Figo talking about it. Jose Mourinho was apparently sacked for footballing reasons but there are people that are speculating that he left because of the European Super League. He did not want to be the manager of if uh, it, European. If team. it
1: was, yeah. Sorry, I'm cutting you off there. I'm, I'm sorry. Go um, for it. Sorry. But if it was footballing reasons, are you really going to be stacking him before a cup final? Like, why would you? Why would you be stacking your manager? cup? It makes no sort of footballing sense. It's got to be some sort of uh, thing attached to it in terms of Super League, definitely.
0: Yeah, and I can't wait to see how Spurs actually do with Ryan Mason as their interim coach against Pep Guardiola's Manchester City. One of the few managers who have beaten Pep Guardiola's Manchester City is Jose Mourinho's Tottenham Hotspur. So I don't see how Daniel Levy's worked that one out. But now I want to see some movement from Arsenal. I want to see Arsenal kind of get their fans together and, and get rid of Stan Kroenke from their side. I want to see that happen from their side. I want to see the passion from the Arsenal fans going forward. I believe, uh, Saf told me just before recording, uh, Barcelona are on their way out as well, so hopefully this is something that they can get out as soon as possible as well. But
1: I think Atletico Madrid as well.
0: Yeah, Atletico Madrid, and it's just it's just you want to get rid of these American owners from our football clubs as well. Uh, Edward would resign in. Uh, you want to see the. Uh, the John Henry and his team leave Liverpool Football Club. We've seen it before in Liverpool as well, when they had uh, previous American owners, and they were they were run out of town by mm-hmm. Liverpool fans. And to be fair, no one runs out owners like Liverpool football fans. And if there is a march on Saturday uh, for Manchester United for uh, the anti glazers we need to be there. We need to. Be these these
1: the scouts are crazy. These scouts are crazy. Like Gary Neville said, I mean, they're troubling. Sometimes it feels like you need a passport to get into Liverpool. They're 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 on a different level. So you know, if, if anyone's going to run out, uh, run out of the owners of their football club is going to be it's going to be the scousers.
0: Yeah, maybe, I mean, who've got left? We've got Inter Milan, we've got AC Milan. Haven't heard much from them personally at, at this time. But um, the, uh, like for me, it's it's about there we go, there we go. Uh, breaking news! Oh my god! Oh my! Oh my what, god! What is it? What is it? Manchester City have withdrawn from the European Super yeah. League as we speak. Oh wow!
1: They, that was that was well, fair play to Manchester City. Oh, look, the Matt. big boys, the big boys are all coming out. I think I think look, what teams are left in it now, really? If we're talking about the big boys, um, it's Man United and Liverpool now out uh, of the big boys that are left in it. Mm. Um, so I mean, really? no, let's say no one really cares about Arsenal and Spurs, right? So yeah. it's only Man United. They, they didn't deserve to be there in, in, in so. the first place. When was the they last time you saw Arsenal didn't. and
0: Spurs win a European uh, championship? Didn't. But are, are we are time. we gonna
1: give are we gonna give our views on the super league? Uh, let's go for
0: our views on the Super League. Staff, let's start with you. Well, what were your initial thoughts? Because our group chat was like the Wild West. It was ridiculous how you got like the, um, it's, uh, the tumbleweed <laughs> just going through. It's just empty. We couldn't speak. We were all in shock. We, f- five of us were fasting as well. But Staff, let's hear your initial thoughts on the Super League. The Super
2: League itself for football is a cancer. It's a cancer for football. It would have destroyed every single... It would have. You know when Jose Mourinho spoke about football heritage, this is what it is. So when you when you when you do when you make a movement like this, I'm gonna I'm gonna pick out a certain name as well. When you make a movement like this, um, you're not just destroying, you know, um, you know, normal people's lives. From you know people people look forward to watching football every Saturday Sunday um, or a weekday. They look forward to this stuff you're not just destroying like lives of you know um the people that are watching it now it's from the start of the time like from the start of football now manchester united they've got you know incredible history manchester city just started chelsea's recently just started but then you've got liverpool who's got massive history when you take out you know clubs like that into a different league such as a super league which is in personal views is a bullshit league yeah um <clears throat> you're going to destroy you know the the act the, the actual roots of football now the one person I'm blaming who keeps coming back over and over again is um frontino perez you know the real madrid um yep. Yep. guy worries yeah the Thanos this of football
0: got... basically the guy who just wants to snap his fingers and ruin football mm-hmm. just like that Literally, so I, was, Seth, I
1: would I would get I would get Joel Glazer in there as well. He's got his name all over these documents as well, so oh, yeah, yeah. I'll definitely put them stuff. both together. Just...
0: Different websites and everything. They're on Liverpool's yeah. websites, man. These websites everywhere. Ridiculous. Sorry, stuff. Carry on. So,
2: they they were making their own pyramid scheme inside the CS Super League, but literally they know they come crashing down faster than it built. Mm. Perez that- was the the main head. Then it was the the Glazers, and there was another. Kroenke, um, the Arsenal one. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: And, oh, I, I, and Henry from Liverpool,
2: yeah, and so the, and Juventus
0: right. one, we just forgot so I mean, all the names. I'm 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 Nelly. Nelly, yeah,
2: yeah. So these guys were all coming together, and Perez was their main head. Now Perez, he has been terrorizing clubs in Spain since since the start of since he's been there. So bus he's been on buses back from day one. He's hated Barcelona. He's hated Atletico Madrid. He's run so many different, you know, regimes against these clubs. Yeah. Now he's decided to pull these clubs out. And what his, what his view was, oh, we have 400 million people tune in to watch Barcelona versus Spain. And we can do that every single game when we play, when, say, Manchester United plays um, Real Madrid. We can definitely turn them numbers over again. That's you good. won't. You won't. It's not, happening. You
0: won't. It's not happening. It's not it happening. Not
2: under our watch. It's not a natural rivalry, first of all, and mm-hmm. secondly, when you're taking, you know, when you say, "Oh, these, we're going to take a club out of this country and a club out of that country and play them in a different country," it's not going to happen. It's never going to work. He has been, he has been the main spearhead of this problem. Me personally, what I would do now, obviously, slowly, slowly, the cards are falling, the lower deck is going, so. Mm-hmm. Chelsea made the move Manchester City as you just mentioned has made the move soon follow it will be Liverpool you know the bigger clubs Manchester United uh, once again don't care about it, Tottenham Arsenal they, they, they were just you know um, just. They, were the,
0: they were just hanging on to the coattails of the rest of the of the rest of the teams yeah.
2: <clears throat> these once once this layer is gone I, I'm paying massive respects to PSG Borussia Dortmund and um, Bayern Munich who said from the start no you know, they were the real they, they were the real members of this, and you know they, they get massive credit. But once everyone is out, what should happen is the UEFA should stand against this and go straight for Perez and literally pound him out. Not even pound him, bro. He needs he needs to be criminalized, bro, for what he was trying to do. He's literally trying to make a regime that's going to destroy something that. Let's let's sporting... get it clear.
1: These men responsible should never be involved in football again.
0: They shouldn't be. They in should sport never again.
1: be. Hundred percent. They should not be involved in any sort of sporting activity, sporting event, ever again. They should be. I don't think. I don't think they should. You know, be <clears throat> criminalized because, you know, criminalized. You've, you've got to be. It's 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 a, it's a gray area. I don't think they've done anything that is criminal in terms of government law, right? But in terms of football and sporting law, absolutely. I think they should never be allowed near a sporting event ever again. And I don't think we should ever see their faces ever again. I don't want to see their faces every single time I see, you know, especially Perez's face. I mean, I've seen, Glaze. I've I've got sick of Glazer's face. Obviously, I've been seeing that for the past 20 years, right? But Perez's face, I don't want to ever see them again.
0: No, 100%. And it's just something that, for me, what what really sickened me is when they referred to me to you, to Saf, to the rest of the guys, to everyone else in football as legacy fans. That made me feel sick to my core. I was I was disgusted by that. The fact that they were calling us legacy fans because they want to bring a brand new audience, like Saf was saying earlier, about how um, they want to bring fans from global audiences and make it like like a like a heavyweight boxing fight every single day of the week, every week coming forward and um, you're, you're seeing it and you're paying for another subscription. You're looking at your teams um, that are 30, 40 miles away from you, uh, 300 miles away from you, 3,000 miles away from you, 30,000 miles away from you, just to suit other random uh, football fans around the world. Graham has made a really good point. Before before I let you interrupt, yeah. he made a really good point tonight. He said some of these Chelsea fans have been coming since God knows when. Just like Zaf was saying, and this could have been their seat. This could have been their granddad's seat, their great-grandfather's uh, seat, their father's seat. It's a generational thing when you actually watch football and you follow the football throughout your family as well. This is something that, again, goes, goes to my core and goes to every single person's core in football. Go ahead, Arif.
1: Hamza, just, just as you just said, these people do not care about football. We need to get this absolutely clear to anyone who still doesn't understand the game. They They want to make it the
0: Netflix of football, basically. Exactly.
1: They want to close this shop. It's just them. Because if you look at what's happening in football right now, it's not just the big boys. There are some, let's say, small teams starting to come up, right? Starting to take this place. If you look at the Premier League right now, you've got (laughs) West Ham breaking into the top four. This is literally so that the top, the founding members are safe every single year. It makes me sick. Are safe every single year. That pocket, that that um, that how do I say that stash of money is there, available for them every year. They never have to worry about getting out of the Champions League. But what is sport without competition? There, there is no sport. There is nothing. Even at, when we play at goals, that five side, six side football without competition, there's nothing even myself, if there's no competition, I don't feel like playing. So how do you think at the highest level of this sport, right? The highest level of this sport, if there's no competition, the footballer, the fans, are these guys absolutely mind-numbed? Has the money just got to their heads that much that they cannot even see what they were trying to do? Did they not, did they think that this was going to be okay? Did they think the players were going to turn up and start playing because you're giving them of cash? The fans were going to be happy with it. Like, I just, I, I want to I wanna get into Perez's head. I want to get into Blazers' head. I want to get into all these guys' heads that thought that this was going to be okay to understand, did you think that this was going to work? Do you think, you know, everyone was going to roll over and okay, man, this is a great idea. 67 years of history, just gone like that. Champions League nights, just gone like that. My first Champions League game at Old Trafford was one of the best days of my life. When that Champions League anthem came on, it was against Barcelona, it was one of the best days of my life. When that sound came on, honestly it's unbelievable and the past two days I've been depressed literally depressed I mean I don't like using that word but it's the it's the thought of those Champions League nights that level of competition the fact you could you know you're playing Real Madrid every three maybe four maybe not even five years but when you do get to play them it's an immense occasion the thought and the idea of that going for me was I I just I just couldn't believe it and you know Based on the news that are coming out, hopefully it's looking like it's not going to eventually it's not going to go. But this was literally a war on football. There's no exaggeration. It was a war on football. And I feel like we're winning right now.
0: It was a genocide on football. That's how I see it. It was genocide on football. And it was something that um, I mentioned to you lot yesterday. It feels like an episode of Black Mirror. It feels like we're sleeping and it's a dream that we can't get out of. It's something that I'm looking forward to to kind of just moving on from this completely. I want to be looking back at this in August, September and looking at this video of us three and thinking, Oh yeah, they overreacted a little bit because football's back to normal now. The season started again and we can have a laugh and a joke at all of us celebrating Manchester City withdrawing um... whilst we were alive. But it's just one of those things. It's not there yet. We want to get it done. And just like you said about going to your Champions League game, one of my favorite nights of uh, being a Manchester United fan I was going to watch Manchester United versus Olympiakos. And we won 3-0. We came back from a 2-0 deficit away in Greece and we won the game 3-0 at Old Trafford. And it was an amazing experience. One of my worst nights, as a manchester united fan was going to watch uh sevilla with my sister we lost uh 2-1 on the night we were knocked out of the champions league humiliated but sevilla their fans were celebrating all the way home back to spain they were celebrating on the plane back they're allowed to do that that is what fans are there for from sevilla they are there to um take on the big boys they're there to get through to the next round of the champions League. they're there to compete with us if there's no competition like you've said and like gary neville said and everyone has said What is the point of football? There is no point of football. There's no point of actually playing this game of football that we all love, we all adore um, against just the big boys. It's gonna be an exhibition tournament around the world where apparently we have to rest our players on the weekends in the Premier League or in the domestic league, so we can focus on the Super League. I'm glad this is not happening. I'm glad that people are looking at this uh, in the same way football fans around the world are looking at this in the same way and it's the fact that people in this country are looking at this united we are united there's no hidden agendas between anyone we are literally supporting each and every single person like we've supported henderson we support manchester city uh manchester united the chelsea fans outside the ground as well uh the leeds fans yesterday as well this is fantastic that we are seeing and i would not I would not be, want to be a part of any other sport besides football. If there's only one sport to be back in in this situation, that's how I see it. Uh, Saf, uh, I just want to—I just want to know: Did you, Safraf? Did you hear about uh, Brendan Rodgers earlier today when he was saying it? Did you see that quote no, he, he put on? No, I haven't, I
1: haven't
2: seen that yet. I haven't seen that yet. I, I
1: saw his interview today, but you're going to have to just drug my memory. I mean, I've—I've I've, I've seen a lot. Of, I've had a lot of information today, so that's you just have to drug my memory.
0: Nah, let me let me talk about this one this is brendan rogers talking uh, around three four o'clock today Who was like my job when i came into leicester city was to disrupt the market i wanted to know what defined the top six and clearly it's money we all know it's money um what we have all to do is to protect the game it's about competing progressing on merit and that's just like i said about sevilla the fact that they beat us on merit in that game leicester city are third in league on merit west ham are fourth in the league on merit at the moment and we need to see this continue forever i don't want to see any stupid kind of closed market football um competitions ever like this pre-season maybe pre-season maybe
1: uh, like, yeah pre- it's meaningless it's, it's not
0: it's, it's meaningless but the fact that the champions league is there to stay and we get to face different teams every year we get to see different competitions every year we're in the europe league this year as man united fans yeah. chelsea for saf obviously you're going to joke about um saf being a plastic fan hour if we know that already but they're in the semi-final at the moment against real madrid next week i believe uh tuesday wednesday imagine yeah. if they were to be kicked out of that and they'd be playing real madrid two three times uh in in the next season in super league once at home once away and once in some random stadium in qatar or uzbekistan or russia or baku when some of your players can't even go as well like the can yeah. go to Baku that time as well but it's just it's... one of those things that i wanted to see just come to an end and hopefully we're at the beginning of this end but saf sorry i interrupted you
2: there no it's yeah it's, it's mad because um I mean, that's what I was saying earlier. Like, where are you going to go? Where are you going to take these two teams and play them in a foreign country and there's literally not even enough people to fill the seats? Like, it's, it's not going to bring viewers. Perez was saying, oh, the younger generation is finding football games is too long and don't want to watch it. So I we're saw that. To- oh, my God. I was thinking, yo, this guy needs to put some cold water onto his head, yeah? And, you know, maybe take a sip of, you know, some... <laughs> cognac or something yeah and you know something stronger up- something definitely stronger yeah. than cognac what, what, wake out, up Psychiatric. Up and smell the coffee or something because it's, it's not making no sense but the the root of this uh league is pure greed as <sighs> the guardian said earlier on today that you have a in in this league you've got competition so there's a benchmark of quality that you need to be in this league now if you take away, there is no relegation. better quality than the Champions
1: League. There's, there's nothing beyond it in terms of football. Exactly. There's nothing, exactly. nothing out there. So,
2: if you take away, say relegation and promotion, and you've just got a league of teams that, whether you win or lose the league, you're still getting paid 300 million euros at the end of the season. It don't make sense. There's no competition there. Players' quality will drop because they know that we don't need to prove anything. Like we don't have anything to fight for. So not, the thing is,
1: can I, can I just say, I've got no problem or issue at all with people lining up their pockets. I've got no issue at all with people making more and more and more and more money. But it must not come at the cost of competition and the footballing pyramid we've been that's been built, that we've been built. I'm going to say we because I've spent, a, I've spent plenty of money in football like you guys have, like other fans have. We've built. It must not come at the cost of that. If oh, it comes God. at the cost of that, it cannot happen. The line must be drawn.
0: And I'm going to go back to uh, Brendan Rogers and Leicester City about this as well because um, their chairman, uh, I forgot how to pronounce his name, Khun Vichai, I'm not going to pronounce his surname because that's a disrespect. I don't want to get it wrong. But Kunvichai, Vichai, um, when he came through with, with Leicester City, uh, they were in the championship, if, if we all remember at the time. And they got promoted. And he was a very wealthy businessman from Thailand. And he was coming up with the ambition of getting into the Champions League. And he was a promoted team. And he was saying, we're going to get to the Champions League in three, four years. They wanted to disrupt the order of Football in this country. Everyone laughed at them. Leicester City fans laughed at him as well. They survived a relegation that first season. The second season, they did the most amazing thing we've ever seen in English football. Bar none. Bar none, they won the league. Um, when everyone else couldn't be bothered to win the league, they won the league and they got Champions League football the year after. And he proved us all wrong because that man was a dreamer. He dreamed for the city of Leicester, he dreamed for that team. And the team believed in uh, Claudio Ranieri and they got to the Champions League quarterfinals against Atletico Madrid.
1: Unbelievable.
0: Only how, in football. How dare Florentino Perez try and rip dreams from uh, the teams like Leicester City, from the teams like Granada, who were in the first European competition this year in the Europa League. And, they, and their players got to come to Manchester United this time around. Ridiculous. Absolutely ridiculous. But that's literally what dreams are you- made
1: Literally. The the super league model, you don't get that kind of stuff happening in the NBA. You don't get that stuff that kind of stuff happening in um the you got the NBA and you've got the uh, American football NFL. You don't get you don't get that kind of stuff happening. It doesn't happen. You will never get something like the Leicester story happen in those kind of models. And yeah. and they're telling us that this is gonna be, this is the this is what football needs. This <laughs> is the best thing for football. The closest, the,
0: the, the closest thing they could they could put it to is probably the toronto raptors winning the nba title a couple years ago but they were in the league from the beginning they were in there for yeah. a long period of time it wasn't leicester city getting promoted surviving relegation
1: winning the they, league they didn't have then, the rebuilding job that leicester had they, they didn't, didn't have, have that kind of river nowhere near they, they didn't they have the quality astronomically players. apart exactly
0: absolutely um i need to take a little breather let's take a little breath we've been talking and ranting a lot this is this is this is different for me but like i said i need to be getting this off my chest i've been typing been so it's got to be done um but yeah uh, let's round up what we've got so far chelsea are looking at withdrawing man city have with- have withdrawn ed woodward has resigned um my voice is almost going i've got my luke Shaw haircut because of how luke Shaw stood up to ed woodward as well so i'm really happy about that Jordan Henderson's got his meeting tomorrow with the rest of the uh, pl- uh, players as well. But how do we see this thing going? Do you reckon we can get this? Um, we need to get we need to get more protesting done. Do you reckon we can actually
1: do? More? I think there's. I think there's still a, there's, there's still a bit to go. Um, like uh, Gary Neville said on Sky Sports, um, Joel Glaze is ruthless. Um, this man is. This man does everything that's happening right now. This man will not get cold feet. Um, he's not. He's not going to. He's not going to be scared. He's not going to be fearful. He's going to keep going. Um, and I say he needs. I, I don't want to say he needs to get shot live on record, uh, record, but um, you know he that it needs to go to the extreme for this man to give up. Otherwise, it's, it's not going to happen. Um, I think he's the most ruthless, ruthless out of all the billionaires out there, um, and it's going to take something on those kind of measures. To make this man stop. Um, so it's still a bit long way to go, but the news that we've had today is massive. I think it's starting to fall apart. Like Safian said, the foundations—the foundations the foundation are pretty much gone. The foundations are gone. Yeah. There is, it's only—it's only the top now that's hanging. Um, so, I mean, let's see what—let's see what happens. It's still, there's still a bit more to go yet, but it's—it's it's positive right now. We just yeah. need to keep going.
0: There's more positivity coming through in terms of the Manchester City players actually tweeting out their, their responses. So, Emmerich Laporte was like, that was quick, lol. And Raheem Sterling was like, okay, bye, and he just waved as well. And it's just the fact that the none of the players wanted it. James Milner didn't want it yesterday when he was speaking on behalf of Liverpool Football Club. In an unfair way, I have to say. Like, when we were watching the Burnley game, Ole Gunnar Solskjaer had no idea about it. Sky knew more about it than he did. Uh, Jurgen Klopp obviously didn't want it from a couple years ago, and he was still speaking on behalf of um, himself. And Thomas Tuchel, at the moment, again, he kind of knows that Chelsea are going to be out of it as well. Um, but Safian, I just want to hear from you now. What do you reckon we can actually do to prevent this happening in the future? Do you reckon this can come up again anytime soon, or do you reckon there needs to be more um, fan it, uh, fan involvement in actual ownerships in football?
2: Yeah. So. That's that's right. Sorry, yeah, that's right. Um, it, it can come about again if it's happened now. It can come about again in the next 10, 12 years time, where when someone someone gets the pump, and you know, the they, they get a few owners, rich owners together, and like, you oh, know, we need to we need to try and push this idea again. But the way to stop it is the way they've done it in Germany: fifty to one rule. Now they need, you know, Barcelona. The, the way, uh, the reason why uh, Barcelona's um come out of it. Is they, but and don't uh don't get me wrong, Barcelona is in the worst financial crisis by any by any club, they are they are struggling, um, because they are so are Madrid, hard. Madrid, Madrid are in pretty, pretty uh, a
1: lot of trouble right now.
2: But, and, but the and thing the Milan team,
1: sorry, go ahead,
2: yeah, Madrid are safe because they are government backed, Barcelona is people backed, they're backed by the Catalonia people. So, what happened was with them that the Catalonia people come together and they did a vote they said no we are not going uh, we're not we're not entering this uh, league so that's when bottom Bartima- um Bartimao, before he actually resigned one day before he resigned he drafted out the copy and signed it for this to happen so he already had a presumption of what was going to happen i was expecting um laporte to you know say no it's not going to happen but when the fans have gone against it then he thought you know this is, this is not going to happen because half of the club is run by the fans. So I think to stop this from happening in the future, it should have some sort of implement in this country as well, where fans are involved up to a certain point. Obviously, owners will be owners. They will own 50-51% of the clubs. But fans and unions have to be involved for these kind of situations. That's the only way we're going to stop it.
0: Arif, what do you think I have to say about that? Do you agree disagree? Well,
2: I
1: mean, yeah, you know, I, I completely disagree. It's the only way. Um, getting there is going to be very, 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 very difficult. I think um, that we're looking, we're look, we're looking there at the best case scenario for this to never happen again. Um, I think the best way to do it is there to be proper government regulations, um, especially when I mean, look. When, when the Saudis tried to take over Newcastle that was stopped apparently um, they're not ethical enough to take over the football club for whatever reason. Why what can't that be done for the rest of these football clubs? What, the way the, the way the current football clubs with this super League have operated is beyond unethical. Um, so I think the, in terms of a the best way to the most realistic way to stop this is just getting proper government regulation in, into these football clubs to see exactly what's going on. I mean, how, I mean, you had UEFA, I, I, I forgot his name, the UEFA president, um, I forgot his name, but the UEFA president was saying, Ed Woodward was telling him literally a few days before the announcement was made in the Super League that, you know, he's happy with all the, the Champions League um, format. The new Champions League is completely happy with it. A couple yeah. of days later, he's, 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 he's backed out of the ECL and, there, and there's a Super League happening. How can that, how can that happen? How, can, how is that happening, right? So Seferin, isn't so,
0: it? Seferin's his name. Yeah, Seferin, yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah, It's yeah, yeah. Seferin, Seferin, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's Seferin, yeah. Um, so, yeah, I mean, he called, them, he called them snakes, didn't he? Things like that can't be happening. I think the best way for things like that not to happen is proper gov- government regulations in there, government getting involved to, you know, pro- properly charter these football clubs to see exactly what's going on in these football clubs.
0: Just put so much red tape around them that they can't move at all. Just make it sure. make it certain. Exactly. They, they just exactly. think... It's just like for me, like the last couple of days have just been emotionally draining. For you, like it's probably been emotionally draining, and for normal football t- fans yeah. around the world, it's been emotionally draining. But Arif, let's hear your thoughts on how you've kind of reacted to the whole news over the last couple of days.
1: So, the, like, okay, let me, I mean, there's there's quite a bit I want to say on this. Um, as much so as you want. I I I got told that you know I need to detach myself from the world, basically by by by. A Chelsea fan, right, I'll mm. say, by, by, by a Chelsea fan who doesn't understand football, who's never even been to a game, by the way, um, he's a good friend of mine, but I'll say that he's never been to a game. He doesn't understand football. He doesn't love this game. For me, I've been a I've, I've loved football since a kid. It was the first sport that I fell in love with. Um, and then, obviously, I fell in love with Manchester United because they were winning, right? But then you just begin to fall in love with, with, with your football club. Football, the game of football, watching Football House helped me through a lot. It's helped me through a lot. Um, one of the biggest things that helped me through, my dad passed away in January. It was the only thing I could look forward to, right? Only thing I could look forward to. One second. Say So, one second. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not going to cry. I'm not going to cry. I'm not going to cry. Um, so, yeah, it was the only thing I could look forward to. Literally the only thing. Uh, getting me through it whilst, you know, dad's health was deteriorating um, to eventually pass away. It was the only thing I could look forward to. And when this was happening, I was just thinking, this game is getting taken away from us. I'm not, I'm not exaggerating, not being dramatic. Every, every fan that truly understands football, truly loves this game, understands that the game was get was being taken away from us. These moments, the special moments we've had, these Champions League nights, the competition all there throughout the years that was getting taken taken away from us. And that is why I've been so passionate. I've been so down on this topic over the past few days, just praying, literally praying for this not to happen. Um, so that's been that's been my standpoint, the way I've been feeling over the past few days. And you know, thank God, right now it seems as though, as I said earlier, that we're going in the right direction for this not to happen and we need to make sure this never happens again.
0: 100%. Beautifully said as well. Uh, Saf, do you have any closing words before I give my little closing speech as well? Go for it. Um, Well... um,
2: Don't interrupt,
0: interrupt before you go. Um, Spurs have actually... Updated their security outside of the Tottenham Hotspur ground ahead of their game tomorrow versus Southampton. So <laughs> Daniel Daniel Levy is, is scared in his little office at White Hart Lane. Oh, so mate, he's he's shitting bricks. Uh, if you people, people
1: want their heads. There's people who literally, if they had the opportunity, would probably take their heads off.
0: Tot- <laughs> Tottenham is a worse area to be in London than Chelsea is. So good luck, Daniel Levy, tomorrow. You will definitely need it. But no, Sorry, sorry. Go ahead.
2: What were you going to say? <laughs> I was going to say, Jose Mourinho sent his boys around. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Vish is probably going to be there tomorrow supporting the gang. you know,
2: that, you know that <laughs> his, <somebody> his
1: father-in-law. <laughs> That's his father-in-law.
2: <laughs> um, but in regards to um, the Super League, obviously, we just—I mean, I'm—you guys are probably more passionate about football than me. But I love the mechanics of the sport itself. So I don't look at just one thing. I look at everything in, inside the sport whether it's you know um, a major team or a small team uh, a super manager in a small team or a decent manager in a big team I look at everything in different ways so in, in terms of passion you guys are more passionate than me but I, I, I've I strongly have I have have a deep passion for the sport itself and I play it regularly as well when I get a chance but I mean you know when you look forward to watching games, You know, you don't want to... uh, Me, personally, I had a gut feeling that this Super League was never going to go ahead anyway. But when I started seeing, you know, clubs starting coming together, um, or 12 Super Clubs have come together to make a decision, I was thinking, oh, okay, might might have a chance. They might have a chance to pull it off. But then when the team started dropping, then slowly, slowly now, hopefully over the next few days, the others start dropping as well. Um, But overall, I was thinking to myself, it's not going to be the same if the if the clubs went away. So why is this person? And then then I dug into the history of this Florentino Perez, and I was looking deep into his history. And he has been a tyrant. He's been a ty- He's literally been a tyrant. He's got major links with the with the Spanish government. He's got major links in the football uh, uh, world. He's got major links with other governments, which you know you know, you might not even think of. Now, he can make decisions and make things happen. This is why he was promising the players that when UEFA said, when UEFA said that they are going to ban the players from playing international um, football for their countries, this then, and then Perez turns around and says, I can promise you this will not happen. He's not talking, he's not talking lightheartedly. He's talking with full heart. He knows that he he's got the right people in the right places to guarantee the players these kind of things. This is why he wanted it so bad. Now, moving off that, I'm happy to for it to be back, and you know, I'm I'm just waiting for something to fold over the next few days, and you know, hopefully, hopefully the next person is targeted is Paris, it if be not I'm myself.
0: Yeah, because Anieli from Juventus resigned as well, and he was another one of the top linchpins of this Whole UEFA <clears throat> European Super League as well, and that was it, really. Um, I'm glad you touched on how much you love the sport because, in, in my little like I said, I've written my my feelings down over the last few days instead of just ranting out because of being fast and you don't want to say anything bad whilst you're fasting to anyone in the wrong place. I've thought a lot
1: of bad things, I'll tell you that. Uh, God uh, forgive me,
0: God forgive me as well. Um, but yeah, Seth, Seth will know how much of a passionate football man I am. Arif will know I work for a football club. Um, I've I've got this football podcast with five amazing people that I've grown to know through the game of football. And it wouldn't have happened without the game of football. So, um, just to end it off, I'm just going to give this little kind of like little speech that I thought I'd give. So, uh, it's just the fact that power corrupts and absolute power corrupts absolutely. The fact that Florentino, Perez, and the rest of these 11 teams at the time of speaking were in the European Super League. And I have four loves in my life. Uh, So, it's Islam, my religion, my family, friends. Manchester United and sport. And Manchester United is one, of, is one of them. They taught me true love. They taught me to support your team through thick and thin, to learn what it's like to be a part <laughs> of different eras and different rebuilds, to be a part of a family that can appreciate last minute winners so consistently, to never give up, to show your determination, your strength on that pitch, wearing that badge with pride, honour and integrity. Since 2013, I've been going to games frequently with my hard earned money through various jobs, through good times and through bad times. I've been in a fortunate position to go consistently with various family members, various friends, some I've had the pleasure to take to their first games and seeing their expressions on their faces, walking up the terraces and seeing the wow factor in their faces for the first time ever. Manchester United were there for me when I was happy, when I was sad, when I was, when I was elated, excited, going through sadness, through depression and through heartbreak as well. This week, Manchester United broke my heart. They broke my heart on sunday when i heard that on monday uh i didn't want anything to do with manchester united i was thinking about what team should i support now if i can't support manchester united football club because i don't want to be anything a part of that as well uh, i broke my spirit It made, made me feel hollow made me feel worthless as a football fan like i mentioned earlier it felt like a long dream like we have in ramadan when we're sleeping a lot we get a lot of deep sleep very very easily in ramadan um it felt like an episode of black mirror that we were all just in the part of some kind of ruse at the time but uh, the Manchester United under Sir Alex Ferguson under Sir Matt Busby would never have done this at all. They've never done this because as as football people, they appreciate that the fans are everything about this team and teams win and lose all the time. They win and lose all the time. And it's part of football and it's part of sport. And I've been a part of crowds where we've lost to Sevilla, we lost to West Brom, lost to Arsenal, uh, losing to underdogs and seeing how the plucky smaller team prevails at Old Trafford. Yes, I did involve Arsenal because Arsenal have been an underdog the last 10 years or so. Um, but I've been a part of amazing victories as well. Against the likes of Swansea, we got to lift the Premier League uh, trophy. We got to see uh, Olympiacos, a 3-0 hat-trick with Robin van Persie. And we've seen the likes of Manchester United have beaten Chelsea. We've seen them beat Manchester City. And it's been absolutely amazing. But it doesn't matter if we weren't playing the biggest teams, we still enjoy tough wins and comebacks, which is what Manchester United has been built on. And this is where I get a bit more passionate about my, uh, European nights at Old Trafford because they're a sacred feeling, just like Arif said earlier as well because in an away leg in 1958, Manchester United players actually died when they were coming back from Munich, from an, a European Cup game away, and uh, coming back from a game to commit their upcoming league game. Because if you've seen that film about the Manchester United Busby Babes, um, I recommend everyone does, because you get a great understanding And every true Manchester United fan will know about the Busby Babes in 1958. There is a clock on the east end of Old Trafford to commemorate them. And this new league is the highest dishonorable um, factor imaginable it's the highest dishonorable thing you could do to to get this and like I said previously it's a football genocide no one can convince me otherwise to see these two teams um called elite clubs break away in this America style format no relegation no accountability no soul for the beautiful game and just no compromise at all no surrender at all um but yeah it would literally have been genocide for millions of football fans around the world almost billions I would say dare I say billions but uh, I could go on and on and on No, you're Um, right.
1: There's over two billion football fans.
0: Two billion football fans as well. But that beautiful game is tarnished right now. The noise won't stop. It will never stop. Never, ever stop. Our little podcast will say as much as we want. Bigger podcasts will say it. Bigger football shows, bigger uh, football personalities, pundits, whoever. They've all uh, come in together. We've done our part. I'm proud of us three for doing this and for putting this on. So, Saf, thank you very much. One last thing I do have to say is I know football fans won't be sharing this uh, with everyone. But like I said before... The football players of this world need to speak out about this and uh, it can't be left to the likes of Henderson, Rashford, uh, Maguire, Shaw. We want to see the biggest names possible. I it was Lestani Prohimovic said recently as well that they can have their Super League, but we're still going to want to play for our countries as well. But it's just like I said, if only going Solskjaer was to do this uh, publicly, like Pep Guardiola has done, like Rodgers has done, like Dean Smith has done for Aston Villa as well, show and Klopp. Uh, I'd be ever so proud of him to to see Ole Gunnar Solskjaer do that as a Manchester United manager, to show some pride and determination and backing of the fans of us. The reason that we love him so much is because he has done something as a player that will be in the history of Manchester United forever. If he does this for Manchester United as a manager, he'll be in the manager's history forever as well. And we will adore him forever. When is he due to speak? He's due to speak on uh, Friday or Thursday because we have a game on the weekend as well coming forward as well against Leeds. Uh, I think we're playing away on, on Sunday as well. Um, but yeah, it's just like I said, there's there's so much that I wanted to say. I'm not going to say most of this because uh, I, I know we've got to go and my voice is getting dry as well. But uh, any last comments before we wrap it up, Arif or Saf?
1: No, I'm just, I'm just going to be praying over the next few days. Uh, so that's going to be on the top of my list of prayers. People might call me stupid. You know, uh, or an idiot, but it's going to be on the top of my list of prayers um, for this to get stopped and stop very quickly.
0: Saf, any last, any last thoughts? Rant over. Rant over. Ah oh, man, and this is coming from the one that doesn't rant at all on Friday night counter attack. So I've I've had a nice little time. This is what happens when you when you rant during Ramadan. It just goes a bit wayward but i needed i needed to get it out but Arif safian thank you very much as always thank you everyone for listening as always we'll probably put this clip on youtube as as a full because this has been a tremendous conversation and Arif, i applaud you for getting us to actually come in and talk about it like this as opposed to just on our whatsapp but yeah uh take care everyone enjoy your ramadan see you all soon take care